Hello everyone. Welcome back to our study of looking for Jesus's church. Thankful that you are listening to this podcast and studying along with us. Last time we spent some time talking about the introduction of the book of Acts and how the book of Acts was going to be very helpful as we look for Jesus's church. Well, today, this episode, we are going to go through Acts chapter 1. And Acts chapter 1 really serves as an introduction to the book of Acts. And we're going to notice some things that are very important. We're going to notice the the theme of the book, the key verse of the book. Uh, we're going to notice some key uh, themes, some important points that are brought forth in the first chapter that are going to be very important going forward throughout the whole book. So, as we begin our study of the book of Acts, we're going to read the first three verses together, uh, and then uh, we'll spend a few moments thinking about that. The book begins, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during the forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. This book is written by a man named Luke, a man who also wrote the gospel account of Luke. Acts chapter 1 takes place right before Jesus is about to ascend back up into heaven. And so before we go forward in this book, it's important to read a few passages that are known as the Great Commission. Really the, the marching orders of Jesus to his followers before he ascends back up into heaven. The first one is found in Matthew chapter 28 verse 16 through verse 20. And here the text says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In Mark 16, verse 14 through verse 18, Mark gives a very similar account, but with some different details being given. He writes, Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And then the final great commission that's really given to us is in the book of Luke. 
Luke chapter 24, verse 44 through 49. Here the text says, Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of those things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. All three of those, Jesus talking to his eleven apostles, and he is giving them these marching orders for the time to come. So with that in the back of our mind, and he told them, here's what you're going to be teaching, here's what you're going to be preaching in the near future. With that in mind, we pick up now back in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That final statement there in verse 8, but you will receive power uh, as the verse begins. That is the key verse of the book. And that is really, that verse serves as a pretty good, if you were going to break the book down into different parts, outlining it, that verse serves as a very good outline of the book as well. Chapter 2 of the book begins with, the disciples, the apostles, receiving power, the Holy Spirit coming upon them, and being witnesses of Jesus in Jerusalem. So really, the first part of that verse happens, begins happening there in Acts chapter 2. And then from there, things spread. From Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria, and then to the end of the earth, the uttermost part of the earth, spreading all over the world. So that's a very key verse to keep in mind in this book. Now in the next few verses, we find something that's going to be very important going forward in this book. So starting with verse 9, Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. The first thing that we come to uh, that I want to say is, from having studied this, that is going to be very important in our study of looking for Jesus' church, the return of Jesus is important in a book about the acts of his church, of Christians. 
Jesus coming back, his return, is a, is a key point, is something important to keep in mind in a book that talks about the acts, the actions, the activity of his church. All right, so if you're taking notes or you're trying to keep up with these, Acts 1.11, the return of Jesus is significant and will be significant going forward. Picking up now with verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem. The apostles who had been standing there watching Jesus ascend back up into heaven. They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Something else that also stands out that's going to be very important in this book is found in verse 14 and in verse 24 of this chapter. Prayer is important in a book about the acts of Jesus' church. So the return of Jesus is going to be very important as we go forward. And prayer is going to be very important and is going to be significant in the acts of Jesus' church. Uh, these are, remember, this is the introduction. In the introduction of a narrative, you think about if you've ever read a narrative, a narrative is just simply a book that tells a story. It has characters, and there's different events, and as the events unfold, you kind of follow along through it. That's what this book is, the book of Acts. It's a narrative. It tells a story and events unfold and characters come forward and we find out more about the characters. In a book like this, the beginning of the book, the introduction of the book, is kind of laying the foundation. It, we're learning who the characters are. We're learning about things that are going to be important in the book moving forward. Two things we've seen so far that are going to be important. The return of Jesus is important in this book. And prayer is important in this book. All right, moving on now in the introduction to verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of names was about 120. And he said, Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke by, before by the mouth of David, concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his entrails, all his intestines, gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem. So that field is called, in their own language, Akil Dama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, and let no one live in it, and let another take his office. I'm going to pause here a moment. The scriptures, we're adding another thing to this list of something that of key things that are important in this book. The scriptures are very important in a book about the acts of Jesus' church. So we've seen that the return of Jesus 
As we are looking for Jesus' church, trying to find it, trying to see what is his church like, and hopefully identify it around us today, we see in a book about the acts of his church, the return of Jesus stands out as significant. Prayer stands out as significant. The scriptures, the word of God, is significant. In fact, here, Peter quotes a couple of different passages in this. And as we go forward, we're going to see as they preach, as they proclaim the good news, as they tell others about Jesus, they are going to quote from the scriptures, from the word of God, quite often. The scriptures, the word of God, is very significant in a book about the acts of Jesus' church. Picking up now in verse 21. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two, Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Three more things stand out. So a, a total, I suppose, we have a grand total of six things that stand out that are going to be key and significant going forward in this book. First of all, verse 22, the resurrection of Jesus is important in a book about the acts of Jesus' church. So Jesus' return is significant, and also his resurrection is significant. The role of the apostles, this is number five, the role of the apostles is important in a book about the acts of Jesus' church. The church does not belong to the apostles. The church belongs to Jesus. But the role that the apostles have to play, remember the, the key verse of this book, Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus telling his apostles, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, talking about the apostles, and you will be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth. The role that the apostles are going to play is going to be very important in Jesus' church. And then last in this chapter, verse 24, the authority of Jesus is important in a book about the acts of Jesus' church. They let God, they let Jesus choose who this next apostle was going to be. Why? <laughs> because the apostles were chosen by the Lord. Just setting the stage for us, reminding us, as we talked about in the last episode, Jesus' church belongs to him. He is the head of his church. It is his not ours, not the apostles, not anyone else's. It is his church. That idea is being set forth here at the end of the introduction of Acts. At the end of chapter 1, we are reminded again of Jesus' authority. So those six things, running back through them, things that are going to be significant as we go forward in this book. 
the return of Jesus is going to be significant. Prayer, as prayer is already mentioned a couple times, just in the first chapter alone, prayer is going to be significant. The scriptures are going to be important going forward. The resurrection of Jesus is going to be significant. The role of the apostles and the authority of Jesus are all going to be very important things to keep in mind going forward as we look for Jesus' church and as we see what this book, which is all about the acts of his church, as we go forward in this book, those things are going to be very important. Also, as we go forward into the next chapter in our next episode, Jesus' marching orders to his apostles is going to be very important. Remember that great commission. He told them to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and then continuing to teach them all things that he had commanded them. Matthew 28. In Mark 16, he said to basically go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. That's Mark 16. And then Luke 24, he talks about how that, how that repentance and permission or forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to everyone, beginning at Jerusalem. Those things are going to be very important as we move forward and as we look for Jesus' church what it looks like, the things that are taught. So as we go forward, I would encourage you to uh, be, if you have time, uh, be investigating the book of Acts along with me. Like I said, this is a narrative. What that means is, this is not a very difficult read. You know, that there's not a lot of, you know, if you've ever picked up the book of Revelation, this isn't a book like Revelation, where it's all these all these symbols and pictures, and it's like, oh, what in the world is this talking about? No, this is a narrative. This is a story that has characters, that has events, and it's just telling a story. Yes, there's sermons in here, but the most part of this book is just it's a narrative account. If you can if you can follow a narrative, then you can easily read this book. The book of Acts is not difficult to understand. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Uh, as I mentioned before in the first episode, I hope you will you will share this with your family and friends. Perhaps if someone you know has had some questions about Jesus' church, or they've had questions about where they attend now, uh, maybe they are looking for another place, uh, share this podcast with them, at least in their search Help them to find Jesus' church and to look for his church and to see, okay, what does his church look like? Help them out in that. Share this with them. I appreciate you listening. If you do have any questions or any comments, as always, feel free to contact me. You can do that through uh, the the Facebook page and Open Bible. Uh, you can contact me on Facebook as well or Twitter, Jameson Stewart. Uh, and I'll be glad to answer any questions that you may have. May God bless you, and hope you have a good rest of your day.